Three, two, one. Should do it. Every time we do it, you sound like you're hitting someone's thigh, and you've <laughs> done it. You're, it sounds like you're you've put, you said, "All right, all right." Ten minutes of silence, and then you quickly rip your your headphones off, and then you run to the other side of the room, and you're like, "All right, go." <laughs> I'm actually just slapping my thick thighs together. Your cheeks. My cheeks. What have you been? I saw a duck to? attack a child today. That was pretty sick. Tell me about that, actually. I went to a, a ramen place with my roommate. Uh, mm. He did. He wanted to do that for my birthday, and uh, uh, that's a thing. Dude. He wanted to see. Gifts. Oh yeah, today's your birthday. Unfortunately, happy birthday! And uh, that was really rad. And then uh, we were walking back to the car, and uh, it was near the river in Austin, mm-hmm. and a duck started chasing a little girl, <laughs> and she was screaming and crying, and her mom was like almost laughing, but chasing the duck too. It was pretty big. You know, in my vision of what climate change would look like for mankind. I thought Mother Nature would like mind control all of the animals and turn them against people, and just like Isn't have a... them actively seek out to kill us all. Who's the guy who wrote um, the Maximum Ride books? James Patterson. <laughs> yeah, he also wrote a book I think called Zoo, which is where that exactly happens. Where basically all the animals in the world treat humanity like a disease and attack in mass. That makes sense, honestly, to me. If I was a fucking um zoo animal i'd be thinking wow Mm. all these humans they're fucking garbage let's fucking take them out can you imagine a thousand lions approaching you what do you do in that situation we probably win obviously because we're humanity we have have guns and shit uh what if they did it on this on the sly and they just sent ducks hurtling (laughs) into the engines of 747s (laughs) that's what uh, i swear that there's like another movie about this like this premise Oh, that's for that's um, Sully. <laughs> Shut the fuck. They had a bird strike. <laughs> I was thinking those movies. I hate biopics, man. The scene in my head is exactly the scene from Sully, where like a goose like just hits that that engine, uh, and, and Tom Hanks is piloting down. the plane despite yeah. Tom Hanks, the, the actor, not having a pilot's license yeah. or being paid to fly commercial airlines. Yeah, the actor Tom Hanks, um, like ten years ago, it's kind of wild. He was pulling to this parking lot. And he just swerved in and took the spot from a goose that was obviously there first. And then a couple years later, when Tom Hanks was, you know, flying that plane over New York City, uh, the goose decided to just, you know, fucking take down that plane with him. So it's really complicated the lore behind behind that one incident. It's actually fascinating. Um, it's we- more interesting to me that, that Tom Hanks does that on on his free time. Imagining like uh, you ask him, he's like, yeah, yeah this kinda, is my passion. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm an, a- that... I'm an actor second and a pilot first. It's strange that passion cra- like crashing planes is his passion. Like, do you think passion someone would have fucking stopped him by now, dude? Don't you think? Stopped him like Harrison Ford should be stopped. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they'll never take me alive. I feel like he's they the have only one that the geese couldn't kill. They couldn't take down Harrison Ford yeah, because the... he's such a fucking ace pilot. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> But he, he he's a genius. He flies a prop plane. He doesn't fly an engine. He's like, I don't trust him, those <laughs> newfangled engines. Nothing can take him down. They'd have to like bite into his fucking like uh wings of his plane because there's no fucking engine. <laughs> bite into the wings. Yeah, because he's he started, he, there's a 
there's a co-pilot chair, but it's there's no one in it, and he's like, Joey, got the engines. <laughs> Remake Star Wars. Oh god, just, I forgot. Uh, why wasn't Solo a Star Wars story about Han Solo becoming a great pilot by shooting down geese all the time? <laughs> or maybe he gets taken down by Ray when she accidentally, in burgeoning power, uh, uses force lightning on uh, the ship that's taking off with Chewie. But in the real world. It's the actor Daisy Ridley using her real-life force lightning that she has and everyone knows she has <laughs> on Harrison Ford's prop plane. That scene was so dumb. Hey, why would you do this? I was so sad. I was so mad about that scene. We've already talked about this at That's length, but yeah. I really thought they It was did like, it. oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as she, some teeth. Yeah, as soon as she pulled, like, started yanking on that ship with the force, I was like, oh, we doing a force unleashed now. <laughs> but then, like... Reach out with the know, force and grip that destroyer. Firmly grasp it with the force. Uh, why do you hate biopics so much, man? Um, it's weird. I don't know why. It's sort of like uh, because you've never seen a you, good one. I don't know. Never seen a good one. You've never seen a good one. Uh, um, uh, man, Tom Hanks is in a lot of biopics. He was in that Disney one. He was in Sully. He was in. He he. Please played Walt Disney and um. The guy in Bridge Rock. of Spies. Oh yeah, and uh, there's been like the eighty that, of these. What's things? the one that just came out that everyone's so sad about? Um, Mr. Rogers. I don't know. Mr. Rogers. Oh my God, he was in that too. Yeah, he was Mr. Rogers. Why does Rogers. he just do that? I know. He, like they let him do any, any like kind, like soft spoken, but like strong individual is like Tom Hanks, which is a lot mm. of people in history. Anyone with a pilot's license and a and a childhood joy in his heart. I fully expect Tom Hanks to play the Pope at some point. <laughs> I, th- I thought you almost. I thought you said the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted. I could see Tom Hanks. He would as, kill it. Um, he would kill it. Obviously, I could see Tom Hanks as maybe a a Riddler. I don't know. Does that make sense? Hmm. I could see him as um Two Face. I could see him. Yeah, Two Face, Carmine Falcone. Um, it needs to be someone who isn't like spindly. The Riddler's like a thin little, like Fauntleroy who wears a skin tight cat suit and yeah. says like, "Ooh, hello." Ooh. Uh oh, Bohemian Rhapsody is a, a biopic, technically. Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> you hated it, really? Yeah. I thought it was just okay. The music really carried the rest of that movie that was not done very well. <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't. The, the parts of his life that make Freddie Mercury sort of a symbol for a lot of different people, uh, they weren't addressed the way they should have been, I was told. Uh, I, I get that. Like, they did kind of, I feel like they kind of beat around the bush. Also, the apparently stuff. the editing is terrifying. Yeah, I've seen, I've, it was like nominated for best editing at the Oscars or something, and someone like... Put up this clip on Twitter where they're all like sitting and talking to fucking mm. uh, Littlefinger, uh, just at like a table outside. It's a very simple like conversation scene, and it like cuts like every like point two seconds between all of the characters. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Wolf of Wall Street's kind of a biopic, technically. That movie rocks though, and he. It's I think it, the thing for me is I don't see the the person. The uh, character, the the real life person who was this thing and did this stuff. Yeah, I see Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks, claiming to be someone else and wearing their face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Leonardo DiCaprio, it's it's Leo. a what's it? 
there's a, an impression video where a guy talks about uh, doing a, a an impersonation of someone, and uh, he was talking about Social Network. <gasps> I love and how Jesse Social Eisenberg Network. basically didn't do an impression of uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He just was a character. Yeah, he, he did. made a statement about what it was. Yeah, if you look at clips of Mark Zuckerberg talking, uh, he just seems like a dork. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg in he the Social like Network a- is a dork, but like like a malicious like dangerous dork it's really fascinating what he did with that character and that's why it's my favorite He's movie like of a, all time like a bo- like a bowl of oatmeal that came to life and desires only to witness all the events that ever occur in human history <laughs> and know everything <laughs> oh my god um it's like a voyeur complex oh yeah we've already discussed jesse eisenberg as he's a, he's, versus... a, he's a wrathful god yeah <laughs> um, have you read the there's a comic i don't know why i'm bringing this up but i have it written down because i find it hilarious and completely terrible and absurd there's a comic where uh batman is like uh he's he's just rude and stupid and he has written he's written terribly i don't know who who made it but uh he Frank there's a part of it where uh, he's like proving to each of the uh, Justice League members that he could take them down, and this isn't the the traditional like uh, oh I could, but it's in a box somewhere. I'm never going to do it. It's like he actively tries to show them ways that he could beat them, mm-hmm. and uh, this is because uh, the Batman is running wild and going too far, and uh, the Justice League warns him that they're they're you know they're going to exercise certain checks and balances in the future if this continues, mm-hmm. and he's like all right, well, fuck you. And then he goes back to Gotham, and then as each of the Justice members, Justice League members visit him, he has elaborate <laughs> traps and accessories on and different, like, items that he's showing off. And for Green Lantern, uh, Green Lantern Hal Jordan comes to visit him, and he finds him in a warehouse that Batman has painted completely yellow he has painted his entire bat suit yellow and he is drinking lemonade <laughs> and i saw a, he's hal jordan's like what the f- what are you doing are you have you lost your mind and then batman's like no and you just casually like cat that ate the canary uh like drinking the lemonade and i i keep reading that uh panel because it looks sort Holy of like batman's shit. drinking piss <laughs> i found it it's amazing uh, what the- this is hilarious. And then there is another part of the. It just it just looks like Batman is is lost his mind, painted an entire room yellow, and is drinking a glass of urine. What the? Fuck? But uh, there's another part of that comic where uh, he and Dick Grayson, I think uh, Dick Grayson's Nightwing, are um, in the Batmobile and uh, driving, and then Batman. I think Dick is like talking about how he's having con- conflicting feel feelings about Barbara and. Mm-hmm. And his uh, girlfriend Starfire, and like, what does he do with all that? Or it's some 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 sort of emotional uh, turmoil that he's going through, and he's sharing that with Batman. Um, Wait, you know, as you would. Turmoil is like, damn. I'm not my, sure. The, I'm not my sure. beloved I don't loyal girlfriend. Exactly. I haven't actually read the comic. I can't I just have sex panel, with my so wheelchair-bound uh, loyal Christ. girlfriend, but this big titty, Jesus big titty Christ, space girl over here. You're ba- you're as bad as Batman in this scenario because it gets it so much worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says all this he's like oh you know i'm not sure about some stuff and i'm sort of like confused internally and batman's like what are you retarded <laughs> he says that he says that to nightwing um what what the fuck why why who wrote this what is this 
It's amazing. I want you to actually terrible. tell me exactly what it is because I want to read it. I don't know. I just saw the there was a couple panels someone shared. I think Nick Mason, one of the people. Sometimes I'll go on Twitter and I'll I'll look at one of the people I follow and then mm-hmm. see some of the people who follow them and they follow and just sort of like see what they have to offer on Twitter. And I think it was one of those people. And I they just tweeted a couple of the panels and uh, it was like the Batman drinking piss in a yellow room and Batman asking Nightwing if he has mental retardation which is the most awful thing i've ever read about batman what the fuck uh i'm gonna look this up batman nightwing and then you can stop reading out what you're saying i'm sorry oh wait there's a youtube video about this oh it's amazing it's the most amazing thing that's ever been created in the history of time this is so good sorry to anyone who has you know a moral uh core because this is ridiculously bad yeah i mean oh i found it um it's an all-star batman and robin the boy wonder number two after kidnapping dick grayson whose parents were just killed robin asks batman who he is batman replies are you retarded or something who the hell do you think i am i'm the goddamn batman oh no that's a different thing but i'm surprised that there's no, more than thing. one instance of- there's 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 a couple i guess oh my god that's terrible and i forgot about the i'm the goddamn batman thing and that's that's so stupid. i'm the goddamn you batman you would i'm never the gosh say that i'm the freaking batman it's like an eight-year-old on xbox live yeah what is that who the hell that's are you terrible, doing yeah Oh, anyway, yeah. I just wanted to share that because it was just the most bizarre thing it's in the universe for me. I can't find the fucking. <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 tough because you want to absorb this fully. You could probably find it on Comicsology. <laughs> I probably could, but that's a lot. Um, and this is a, dude. There's a Twitter account called Weekly Planet Posters. That's <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> pretty I've, funny. I've, I've looked through all of those. Those are hilarious, and they they, they did one for. Um, <laughs> Four manji, uh, they, too many manji. <laughs> it's okay. What we're talking about is a there's a, a podcast called the Weekly Weekly, ah, Weekly Planet. We listen to a lot. It's fucking hilarious, and you should check it out. Um, and on it, they'll make jokes about what the title of a movie is. Nick and uh, James will, and mm-hmm. uh, this account makes them real posters. <laughs> and one of them is four manji, too many manjis, and like Dwayne Johnson has a boat. <laughs> Jack Reacher never gonna stop punching people in diners. <laughs> there was my favorite one is um the for a quiet place too. Uh, a little bit of a shush if you don't mind. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh man, these yeah, people really genu- genuinely impressed by the like Photoshop people. It's really people nice. Up. Yeah, the the rocks tiny tugboat. Yeah, I can't believe this is actually a real film that's coming out. Him and Emily Blunt are mm-hmm. in a boat for some reason. It's the Jungle Cruise, I think, um, based off that Disney know, ride, which is weird. Um, well, I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean was based off a ride, so. Yeah, that's true. There's not enough time for James Bond to die. <laughs> I No, there was a better one um, that he actually said on the podcast. They were going through it. It's like, there's not enough time for James Bond to die. I simply can't find the time to die. <laughs> oh, I found the Quiet Place 2 one. <laughs> if you... Ghostbusters Evolution or we're back. Answer the call. No, that's the last one. For Spooky Boy. <laughs> it's what? really, really funny. <laughs> Will Smith has a clone or is a clone. <laughs> In a, talking about Gemini Man. 
has a clone or is a clone. <laughs> the Australian accent like elevates it, honestly. It really does. Nick do has it. a fucking hilarious way of delivering it. He's so funny. And it's funny because he like in some podcast, um, he mentioned like these are actually two like pretty normal like dudes. Uh like mm-hmm. I, I think Nick mentioned that he works for like the Australian like he's an Australian transit driver or something i don't know if i heard that correct or he works he works in transportation in australia or something and he was like like nick asked or mr sunday asked him like if he was like on strike with the rest of like the train workers or something he was like oh yeah (laughs) so this is my only source of income right now (laughs) maybe Uh, he just really likes his job Oh, I'm sure. Well, and also he, like his... he also do, he's also a comedian in general. Yeah, he goes he, to he does comedy festivals and, and does stand up and does shows and stuff. So it's not necessarily just being a bus driver. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure exactly what he does, but um, it is interesting to know that, right? Cause yeah. You, you see this thing and it's super successful and hilarious, and you're yeah. like, oh, they're also they work at McDonald's. What? Yeah. And I knew Mr. Sunday. He used to be like a teacher or something, which is like weird to think about, like an elementary is, grade teacher. Is... This is reminding me of when we learned that Tom Hanks actually can fly a plane. Yeah, I know, right? What a bizarre fact. Did you know Matthew McConaughey actually, uh, he actually, killed a man? yeah, he actually killed a man and, uh, he got off, but no one knows about it because it was before he was famous. Uh, it was very, very disturbing actually. Um, and he brought Certainly in, did get off. yeah, uh, <laughs> the interstellar speaking of Matthew McConaughey, the interstellar poster is <laughs> sad farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Super 8 is train monster. <laughs> they call it that all the time. I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Super 8, that stupid movie. I actually enjoyed Super 8. Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner. Here's another Blade Runner. Stop asking for another Blade Runner sequel. Jesus, we're doing it. It has Ryan Gosling. Stop asking. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Harrison Ford came back like he did for Star Wars. Did you see that one? A lot of people loved it initially, but there's no backlash. It's not really sure if it's justified, if I'm honest. Anyways, this is the second Blade Runner. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Batman vs. I urge everyone I'm so to I'm so sorry I keep reading these. It's weekly so planet funny. posters. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, they punch for a bit, then they're mates. <laughs> yeah. Alright, l- the last one is Sad Brad's Bad Dad's Mad Astra. <laughs> it's, it's about Ad Astra. Which is Wait, a there's also a little piece on the bottom. Like. There's also a piece on the bottom of that one. Would you believe they put a ball on the moon? Uh, there's a loon there, Roy Rogers. I was actually... I it's thought that was... I really liked Ad Astra because I thought the depiction of the future was really interesting. Uh, you mean it was depressing? Yeah, like there's a subway on the moon at the moon what airport. What's the point of living on the moon, though? I have no idea. Or like, maybe they this like mine shit. Jumping off points, sort of like a uh, yeah. a uh, uh, there's a what's it called when you land uh, in a plane before you actually get to where you need to go. Mm, uh, like a connection. There you go. Yeah. It's so like, I'm gonna have a, I have a connection on the moon before I hit the Mars. Yeah. <laughs> I, they actually did that, which is interesting. It makes total I'm gonna sense. I'm going to get a well. fucking Auntie Anne's. <laughs> I'm going to get a space Auntie Anne's. Uh, so you I'm going to finally... go to Lens Crafters on the moon. <laughs> so you finally saw um, Joker. I will lie later. about that forever. I didn't see it, and I wanted to make you happy, but I didn't. You didn't see it? 
I watched it back and forth as my uh, roommate watched it. Like I walked into it's one of those movies like I would watch with my dad. Basically, me watching it with my dad means I'm walking through to get something from the kitchen. Yeah. And I look at the movie and I go like, that sucks. And then I walk back. <laughs> I want your dad to text you about Joker. I saw the scene um, at the end with uh, uh, Robert De Niro, how he shoots him. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was uh, that was certainly something. <laughs> you get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> like, I His don't know, His voice man. cracked a lot in that. Like, Joaquin Phoenix, great actor. That movie, I just think... I don't really... I don't even hate it. I just think eh, it's a little overrated. It's overrated. Did you enjoy that during that scene, the Joker's like, a, I killed two people, and then someone's like... Someone gestures like the, the against their throat, like, <laughs> oh, cut the feed, cut the feed. We have to turn it off. And no one does. <laughs> no one does. They just let a man claim that he murdered two people. It's... And clown makeup. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. TV. The whole... The whole, like, fucking like series of events that leads up to him and getting to that point is very bizarre dude he danced his fucking heart out on those stairs like as soon as like this guy shows up and he's like wearing full clown makeup and he's like call me joker i'd just be like okay we're not doing this anymore <laughs> yeah this is not well happening. i guess robert de niro's character thought if this guy isn't necessarily funny it's funny to laugh at him because yeah. he's ridiculous and and strange. Um, and that's so supposed that to make us hate Robert De Niro. And, our, and that's supposed to make us hate him and be fine with him getting, like, shot uh, or whatever. So and then he starts, like, a class warfare revolution, which is weird. We've already talked about this movie, but... Yeah, it's really... It's not, it's not really worth yeah. all the discussion, maybe, you know? Like, I can't wait for people to hate that, <laughs> that I didn't really watch it. I just sort of skimmed it and i can am saying things about it as if i can review it i would love to get like a full-throated multi-paragraph email of defending joker i have a lot of friends who really enjoyed it who like thought it was amazing being one of them yaman loved it yeah i don't know why i feel like yaman's a special case yaman's movie taste i feel and this is going to be kind of an insult lines up kind of well with r slash movies <laughs> like when yaman actually does watch movies it lines up really well with that demographic well yeah well, yaman walked out of suicide squad and enjoyed it <laughs> like he thought he was it was amazing but that might have been i don't know we talked that to death as well that's ancient news but uh... yeah but he saw the john wick movies which is classic classic reddit he loved uh, fuck. He, he watched something else. Did you watch Mad Max Fury Road recently? Or am I imagining that? I don't remember. I I brought it up and then he he added it to his list. His, his that's I'm sure his, eight his never paragraphs long list. at this point. Dude, I remember when I had a movie watching list on IMDb and it was like more than a hundred movies long, and I like never watched any of them. I just thought they were like Pacific Rim two or something. No, they were all like old, like classic movies and stuff. And Ugh. most of the time, I'm just like, I don't really, I'm not in the mood to watch Casablanca, <laughs> like ever. Why? I don't like those old movies, like really old, just ancient. There's a tracking shot that's ten minutes long because they couldn't cut the film really because one of the 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 aides had polio or something. It's just like, what the <laughs> fuck? Are you... 
Like, I'll be honest, like, some old movies are really, really good. And when I do get around to watching them, I'm like, okay, I get it. This is actually great. But some old 12 movies... 12 Angry Men is like... Is like 12 Angry Men holds up so well, dude. Fucking amazing movie. Um, That's awesome. But I'll be honest. Lawrence of Arabia... So fucking boring. Holy I like shit. the fucking storyline of Lawrence Arabia in Battlefield 1 more than the actual movie. <laughs> it's it, The movie is just so long. Like so, so cool. I get that it's like epic and it's like a feat of filmmaking and it's beautiful to look at. Don't get me wrong, but like mm. actually watching the movie, I like don't care that much. Like mm. it's way too long, and I just don't care. Like it's fine. I'm sure this was amazing when it came out, but I'm just like not super into it right now. Um, weirdly enough, this movie I saw in one of my film classes freshman year at college is called the mm-hmm. battle of Algiers. And it's kind of like a little bit unknown movie about, um, the Algerian like civil war or something. Uh, and it's like in a foreign language and stuff, but it was actually like one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> like it is, it's all about how normal people like, get turned into like terrorists basically and like can devolve into just leaving like purse bombs in like a restaurant or like all this other stuff and like how Mm. the cracking down on those people just like makes the problem worse and stuff it's really really interesting and apparently the movie um was studied by like the pentagon or some shit like that um so that random ass movie my professor showed me that i thought i would hate was actually really fucking good um so check it out if you can can find it it's real good um but yeah others other stuff like um i don't see find a lot of old detective pulpy stuff hard to get into because you know what i hate what sin city you just reminded me of that by saying oh robert city's terrible i fucking Uh, hate those movies i remember that movie came out and it was like the shit like it's all anyone was talking about because it was so i don't know sex violence robert rodriguez but like what is mm. that movie even about <laughs> it's about all right you seem to to not be able to grasp its vast concepts all right yeah <laughs> yeah you marvel fanboy i'm just not a true the same people who like sin city are like like the same people who probably loved batman v superman <laughs> There's punch a parallel a bit, there, I imagine. And then they're mates. They punch a bit, and then it's graphic and violent because we're going for a cel-shaded comic book uh, look, and then they're mates. This is kind of gross, but I had, like, a scab in, like, my ear right where you put your, like, headphones, and mm. I had, like, kind of picked at it before we started doing this. And now and, you're bleeding on your headphones. Yeah, now I'm, I just took my right ear headphone out, and it has like it's like covered in blood. <laughs> now it's now that information is immortalized on the internet. So I'm glad that you told us because what would we have done if you hadn't? I mean, true. Just thought I'd put that out there, you know. So be careful what you put in your ear. Um, That's what we should be saying to the viewers about <laughs> us. Uh oh, wait, Fast and Furious Nine. Oh my fucking god, that trailer. Trailer for that. Um, Fast and Furious 9, aka, we're family, but what does that mean? Also, family, fuck you. 
take a shot every time anyone says family <laughs> or brother there's gonna be so much or they try in this movie or they try to settle down and lead a normal family life but their past comes back to haunt them and they're pulled back into the game just one more time <laughs> you know i on this on this tread of uh uh, imagining actors as uh, as their real selves in the movies we see, like saying Interstellar is a, just a documentary about yeah. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey saving the universe. Um, imagining uh, this, Fast and Furious 9 is a documentary about how the actor Vin Diesel, who is an indestructible man and knows how to drive every kind of vehicle, discovers, unfortunately, that he is related to John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Charlie's Theron is there. And Charlie's Theron is pitting them against each other. She's in a glass box for some reason. I don't yeah. know why they're... they're... And she has th- the most literal bowl cut I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it literally looks like someone put a colander over her head yeah, and it... shaved around the edges. It looks like someone really intentionally carved a bowl with her hair around her head. It's mm. genuinely impressive how spherical it is. Uh <laughs> So this movie uh, is the ninth movie in Fast and Furious, and I guess they're just calling it F9, which is... I thought they were going to go with... And this is a little out there, so go make your own. I thought they were going to call it uh, Final, Final Fantasy Nine, but they didn't, and I'm kind of disappointed by that. <laughs> so it's weird. it's weird because like every Fast and Furious movie has a different stylization or like they drop a word here add a word there to i don't know (laughs) signify something different like no they don't it went from like so you're giving it so much credit they don't even do that there's no arching theme in any of these that are different to the last one they're all the same oh not at all i'm just saying like in the literal title they will change the words for no reason like from movie to movie so it went from like the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, what do they call Fast and Furious Four? <laughs> uh, Fast Five, Fast and Furious, Furious Seven, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious Six was at least just called Fast and Furious Six. Um, I don't know if Fast and Furious Nine is called Fast and Furious Nine or F Nine. On the YouTube trailer, it's just called F Nine, but on IMDb, which is the one with Cloud Strife. Cloud Strife. That's Final Fantasy. That's Fast and Furious. That's the next one. In the, in the tenth movie, Vin Diesel will learn that his other brother is Cloud Strife. Exactly. Uh, and Sephiroth comes in, and it all goes awry. Yeah, Fast and Furious Four Sephiroth is just has to do a drag race. So with him. Fast and Furious Four is just called Fast and Furious. It's so goddamn. That's like the. That's usually the signifier of a reboot. Yeah. When they drop but it the wasn't. number. Yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious Nine on IMDb says Fast and Furious 9, but the poster says F9, so I don't know, man. F9, like, on my fucking keyboard? Like, what does that <laughs> What does that fucking That's mean? That's what this poster that they should have on fucking yeah. F9, like, on your keyboard. Press F9. And I bet you, as soon as they get to Fast and Furious 10, it's not gonna be a 10, it's gonna be Fast and Furious X! Or, like, Fast and Furious Triple X, and then they're gonna have Vin Diesel play uh himself he's gonna have a fourth in, brother he's it's, it's gonna be vin diesel from triple x and it's gonna be versus vin diesel and fast and furious versus uh vin diesel in fucking chronicles of riddick <laughs> and it's just gonna this be, is a it's an all-star cast you got vin diesel you got vin diesel as triple x you got vin diesel vin as diesel. riddick you got vin diesel you got vin diesel as groot 
Vin Diesel as Groot shows up, but not Vin Diesel in CGI with uh, the Groot showing up. Vin Diesel as he was Vin Diesel dressed in, his, in, in his, the VO booth for yeah, Groot. It's, it's a walking VO booth, and Vin Diesel just... <laughs> he drives it like a Mario Kart. Yeah. And, and he then, can't get out because he's got all those lines to say in all the different languages. He's got to say Groot in Dutch. And then it'll be... In the post credit scene, we're going to see Vin Diesel playing his D&D character in The Last Witch Hunter. Uh, God, there's so. And then, do you think he did that movie? And then, then the, do you think that was cool? In the deleted scenes, they'll have Vin Diesel from the Pacifier, where he's taking care of a bunch of children. Oh my God, where he's a marine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he was a Navy SEAL. Wasn't Vin Diesel in? Um, he was like in Band of Brothers, right, or something, and like some World War Two thing. He was in uh, 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 Saving Private Ryan. He gets shot oh, by yeah, the sniper yeah. in the spine. Yeah. Tragic, uh, but he will also be in Fast and Furious X <laughs> as a corpse <laughs> who, who is also driven around on a little Mario as a corpse. Kart. Yeah, it'll well, it'll actually be a flashback scene. It'll be a flashback scene showing that that was actually um, Vin Diesel's father uh, while he fought in the war, uh, but back home uh, his wife was pregnant. So yeah, it's a little coffin with four wheels <laughs> and it's got a American flag draped over. It. Uh. It'll be so many characters. And finally, uh, I don't know, fucking The Rock teams up with Sephiroth, and Sephiroth has a change of heart, and blah, blah, blah. Cloud yeah. Atlas shows up. Or well, Cloud Atlas. Yeah, Tom Hanks shows up. I mean, Cloud Strike. Well, Vin Diesel loses the keys to his car, but then uh, it's a good thing Sora is there. To oh, the no! Blade to open Gore all Sora? the cars. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know... It looks like we'll have to get the cocaine out of her trunk. <laughs> Sora, hand me that combat knife. <laughs> I'll make you bleed, motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck? And then Donald comes in, is like... <laughs> Why is that actually good? It's like a good it's impression. It's a fucking hilarious idea. Oh my god, okay. Anyway. Well, that was fun. How many... That's the only way these movies are fun for me. It's just, just to fucking smash into pieces. Do you think the Fast and Furious movies will eventually outpace the Fast and, fi- fi- the Final, Fan- the Fast and Final Fantasy <laughs> franchise? It's like uh, like the, the Quick and the Dead, that Western, except it's the Fast and the Furious and the Final and the Fantasy. <laughs> the Good, the Bad, the Ugly, Vin Diesel. Final Fast and Furious Fantasy. <laughs> Can you put that as the title? <laughs> Final Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to be able to top myself, so I'm just going to stop talking. Dude, John Cena and Vin Diesel are, two, are a couple of the widest boys that you will ever meet in your life. They're so wide, man. How do they fucking How do they sit they in like fit a in the fucking frame? How do they sit in the fucking coach airplane seat? They're just like bursting through door frames, just like. Like, can these dudes. For people that are like really, really big, like, Mm. either like just from being obese or from being fucking shredded, I think about all the problems that that brings to your life. Like, say. Flexibility. Flexibility. I've there's a hilarious video of a guy who can't, like, take a post-it note off the square of his back because he's too fucking ripped. (laughs) He's just huge as fuck. Um, Do you think Henry Cavill has that problem? I think so. 
don't know. Henry, I think Henry Cavill's still like comfortably like human size. Uh, you know what's weird is that Ger- Henry Cavill as Geralt felt a lot thicker to me than Henry Cavill as Superman. He's got a layer of fat to him. There's not just muscle there as he was with Superman. Yeah, there's like something. He's almost like a real person. Yeah. Well, he's like a mutant warrior. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Thing with magic or whatever. Did you ever watch? You watched all of The Witcher, right? We talked about this. I've I've watched it five times. You've watched the entire thing five times. I've watched it. I'm going to watch it again tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone sent me is sending me the uh, the books. Oh I'm yeah. Going, I, the Witcher has been quickly become my favorite fucking thing in the universe. I like it more than Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, and mm. it's amazing. The Witcher definitely has more consistently good shit under its belt, and that's it's so because it's kind of like a young franchise in the grand scheme of things and different. Yeah, so I hope that nothing bad ever happens in The Witcher because everything is pretty solid so far. Even the old games that are really janky and I wouldn't really enjoy playing through right now uh, were really good when they came out and at least have some solid writing and stuff. Like, I'm I'm literally looking at my type TV and I have a playlist of um, basically every... It's just a playthrough on silent of the entire game and every decision you can make. Of The Witcher 2. What? I can't stop myself. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I'm one of the few people that has actually... I played The Witcher 2 before I played The Witcher 3. Because, mm. like, it came out on the th- uh, Xbox 360. And it got some good reviews. And I was, like, trying to kick my Skyrim habit with, like, another fantasy RPG. And I was like, mm. yeah, this looks pretty good. I'll fucking play this. Um, And it was okay. It was pretty janky, and uh, I didn't really understand what was going on a lot of the time. <laughs> but mm. once I did, it was pretty good. Uh, too bad the combat was trash in that game. Uh, but it made The Witcher 3 all the better, because everything in The Witcher 3 is fucking amazing. Although, yeah, The Witcher 3 is pretty friendly to newcomers. I don't think you really need to know... A lot to jump into that game. No, surprisingly, yeah. same with this, uh, the uh, show. Oh no! Well, the show is designed to be. Um, yeah, Netflix would not buy something thing. that's not a, approachable yeah. to a large audience. Um, but I'm excited to see where they go with the show. Honestly, dude, there's like mm-hmm. I'm genuinely impressed at how good it is. There's a few things that uh, can be ironed out. I feel like, uh, but for the most part, they're just killing it. Like, yeah, there's places where I don't pay attention as much as I'm rewatching it again and again. It's uh, usually like. Places where it's not always like the place parts where Geralt isn't on screen. It's the parts where Geralt isn't on screen and other characters that I like, like Yennefer or uh, Yaskier or um, the Queen of Sintra are not on screen. It's just like a nobody moment. Yeah. I'm actually kind of fucking mad that Queen Calanth is uh, is dead. Because <laughs> like, she's like such a good character. She was great. She was like, fucking amazingly written. I'm so mad that she's not going to be in... Well, they'll probably do more flashback stuff, maybe, but... I don't know. I love her. It's a shame that she's dead. Um, spoiler alert. Well, it's like the first scene in the fucking show, so... <laughs> I don't know if it's really a spoiler. Um, but... What else was I going to say? The only episode I didn't care for in that show was the dragon hunting one. That one felt a little weird, and mostly because the fight scene at the end was like really bad <laughs> it was pretty weird yeah because um, Jennifer can't really do anything in the show yeah 
like she just freezes people and she could the thing is Yennefer can do all the sorts of crazy magic but the show can't really afford to <laughs> do that all the time they blew a lot of it on the dragon i imagine yeah so like it, it's it's hard to understand like how you're going to take this magical character but then not let them do any magic at all mm. besides like freezing people which is like dumb and easy to do um but i learned that actually the fight scene that everyone loves that's like in the first episode was actually a a, scene. it was actually a reshoot with a new mm. fight choreographer um that the other episodes didn't have uh so i think that's actually a good thing for no totally the next that, season. that scene is like the standout moment in the entire yeah, series like it's one funny. of them at least it's fucking killer so i'm honestly thrilled to see where that shit goes but um, mm. have you only played the witcher 3 um yes i should play the other games because i feel like i'd actually really like them based on just my own love for the series so far yeah i mean have you watched playthroughs of them i actually i played um the witcher one it was like on it was free or something like years ago on xbox marketplace or something like that and i played uh, it for a little bit and i just got tired of it because the combat and the systems of organization kind yeah they haven't like mad. they haven't aged really well at all mm-hmm that's why, like, I couldn't go back. I don't think I could go back and, like, play even The Witcher 2 um, mm. without, like, modding it some. Like, I... Another example of this is I've never played uh, Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. Mm. Uh, which is weird, because, like, that was, like... Uh, I should have played it on the 360, because, you know, it was right around that Fallout 3 time. And my friend told me, oh, if you love Fallout 3, you'll love Oblivion. And I'm like, I don't like magic nerd shit, dude. <laughs> um back when i was an idiot uh so i finally bought it on pc because it was on sale for like four dollars and i like to download like i've literally been modding the game for like the past four hours uh and just like upgrading like everything like how it looks uh how the ui works how the combat works like making it basically like a completely different game (laughs) um but it makes it a lot easier for me to like play through old shit. Like when I replayed Fallout New Vegas like two years ago, I did the same thing and I just modded the hell out of it and made it look really yeah. pretty. And I was just like, bring it back up, like polish it off, make it really cool, and then enjoy the story as well. Yeah, it was sick. And like that's why one of the advantages of um, PC gaming, even though you have to put in some work to like download all the mods and like install them and stuff, at least you have the possibility to even like improve all these games with like really cool optional content Mm. and stuff and like i never even skyrim is notoriously like one of the best games for mods like people create some insane shit for that game um and i might do i might do a playthrough after oblivion we'll see um where that goes because i bought skyrim special edition on pc and then never played it because i can't make it past the opening (laughs) Because it's so mm. long, it's so boring. It does take a long time. There, one of the the better mods for that is um, it basically gives you the choice of how you it began in this world. Like, yeah. oh, uh, there's there's like ten or something like that. There's like shipping shipwreck on like the coast near Markarth, or uh, you know, being arrested for stealing something in uh, uh, you know, Rivend or something like that. Like, just a bunch of little options. So, like, you wake up in a jail cell, or you wake up on the shore of a uh, ship 
I mean, the shore of a ship, shore of a sea or thing. I don't know. Yeah, see, so it's love, up to you. I love shit like that. That like lets you role play more. You know, it kind of like puts the power like back in your hands and stuff. Um, mm. Brings it a little bit closer to some like D and D tabletop shit, which I've been playing, and I'm kind of Me like too. been soured by everything else. Um, Nothing is is good, dude. Like I was. <laughs> like yesterday like you like once you hit like a laugh out loud moment with like your party um mm. that shit is just like ecstasy like ecstasy like it just makes like great memories like yesterday uh during our campaign we were le- we were um infiltrating some like dark uh dark wizard dark witch's fortress or something and because we had to steal something and <laughs> and we just guised ourselves as like cultists by like jumping some other cultists that were patrolling the woods and so we snuck in and sat down to have soup with some other like low-level cultists hey joe it's uh me literally like they didn't even talk like cultists they were just like yeah you know this job kind of sucks but you know puts food on the table and then i was trying to like suss out information from them but they didn't fucking know anything so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to kill these guys. So I like, I flip the table and I'm like, your soup is trash. And I like stab him through the throat with my fucking quarter staff because I'm like an overpowered monk. And then mm. the, the, everyone at, our, at my table just like fucking lost it. And it was hilarious. So it's amazing. It's just shit like that, man. It's so funny. Um, hmm. I I recently uh, drew one of my, uh, my parties. Uh, Oh, it was really really rewarding to feel like i actually got it down on paper what these characters look like that was a fucking blast i like wish that i had artistic ability <laughs> so there I are can, other like, ways that you can do that like i usually just steal other people's like art from like reddit or something and like mm. hope and like see like yeah this is like a good enough approximation of what i look like um like I found a really like one of my other characters that I played. I found like a really spot on uh, depiction of what my character looked like in my head, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is actually like feels like someone drew this for me." So that one was really lucky. Mm. Um, but I've been playing like a wood elf monk in this campaign, uh, and there's like not too many of those. At least that no, look like the one really. kind of. There's a lot of drow and um and human monks. Yeah, but that's kind of boring. The thing is, I did I wanted to do wood elf and monk because I could stack my movement speed. So now I have like forty five movement per forty hmm. five. Yeah, so it's fucking ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You I could know. literally like walk, run around someone like twice and go back to where you were standing <laughs> in a know. movement. I literally or like if run. You, a, if you run, dashed, you could do what eighty? Maybe a hundred ninety. That's a good question. I actually haven't even used dash, my dash action at all because I have not uh, needed to. I just like run. That's usually usually comes up when someone's trying to get away, so you chase him down. Yeah, no, I never want to get away. I just oh well, we haven't. No, there's been no combat scenarios where um someone's been like trying to run away, except for yesterday at the end of there was like a boss battle with like these two giant like undead fiends or whatever and we were fighting them but then our cleric casts some sort of cleric spell that makes the undead like run away from you um turn undead 
turn undead yeah and so they literally just like ran away and like the combat uh like ended like and my dm was just like okay and that's it <laughs> so we didn't even have hmm. to kill them they're just like out yeah. there like rampaging in the woods somewhere <laughs> i've got uh my second character is is my favorite uh part of uh it's it's like uh um all right you're talking about the undead my uh current um Sorry, I'm looking at texts distracting me. Um, <laughs> my current character for the second campaign is a is a war doll. So he's like a little steel man, not little. He's a he's six feet tall, but uh, he's a steel dummy that has a seal, sort of like Alphonse Elric from um, <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist. And he was a person, but his memories were stolen, and this thing was imbued with life. And so now it it is like this. He wears a suit of armor, and he is a he talks like this, and he's a very happy guy. And he, except he's hyper lethal. He's sort of like um, HK sixty seven from Knights of the Old Republic. Oh my god! Who's a hunter killer droid with a very chipper voice. Oh man, I fucking love HK. Yeah. It's man, D and D's fucking awesome. That's what they need to make another game, man. I'm waiting for Knights of the Old Republic three, or at least hmm. like remake Knights of the Old Republic, because like I'm I'd not like a, a show like. Or, like they did with The Witcher, like they they took it from yeah. the books a lot, and they it's sort of like a a thing that had games that the games weren't great, they didn't look great, they sort of had their had their janky things, they, but they had yeah. an amazing story. Yeah, if they do that on Netflix, but with Knights of the Old Republic, I wonder. I, I feel like they are going to do something with that era. Um, there is some Star Wars project coming out next month called project luminous or that's being announced um i think it's just books and comics though uh but it's all set in the high republic era that's what they're calling it anyways but the high republic is basically 400 years before um the clone wars so it's like not the old republic but also not it's not like super in the past but it's like decently in the past where you can get away from like all the main characters and like the machinations and stuff, but still have like modern ish settings and technology and things like that. Like hmm. Coruscant is still around. The Jedi orders on Coruscant, uh, like they're all at their like peak strength. Um, I apparently like the outer rim hasn't been like explored very much. So it's like really interesting. Oh and, my um, gosh. That's a fucking red. I know it's a fucking like original idea an original era. <laughs> when I fucking heard it, heard about it. I'm like, Wait, there's really never been like an exploration of like this time period, like well before the Clone Wars. That's crazy. The Golden Age. Yeah, not even like the old expanded universe stuff. Like nothing. Like it's all either like Old Republic or like ancillary material in and around the movies. But yeah, so I'm I'm very excited. I'll probably fucking pick up a book and learn relearn how to read or something just to get those hmm. stories. <laughs> Uh, it's like uh, mm. the the original trilogy is set in such a fucking dour, empty timeline, and yeah. the and the prequels are just terrible. They have terrible, terrible settings and just like emptiness mm. for all that you're looking at. There's like nothing going on, and there's like trade disputes. It's like ugh, and then I don't know. It's just terrible, except for the Clone Wars part of it, which is yeah. not touched on enough. And then the Clone Wars series did very well with that. I but uh, I wanted to go back to like a time when um jedis don't look 
identical and they all have neat outfits and like little gadgets and gizmos and maybe a blaster and like helmets and stuff and all their they're unique individual people they have an order and stuff but at the end of the day they they have to go out into the galaxy and they have their own custom ship and mm-hmm. basically a video game yeah <laughs> like um uh, what was i gonna say totally lost my train of thought oh yeah wait uh did you see the clone Wars season seven trailer i did are you gonna watch it looks it? amazing i said i did i know are you gonna watch the show when it comes out of course i am are you gonna finish it <laughs> <laughs> yes Clone Wars is not like um, The Mandalorian for me. It's not something I have to guess about whether or not it's going to be good. I mean, I'll just say the Clone Wars, the, the Mandalorian finale is easily the best part of the show. But uh, I'm not going to pressure you to watch it. I'm not going to pressure you to watch it or anything. Cause I, I know, know I'm kind of on if a there's one way, If there's one way to guarantee you won't watch anything, it's me putting the pressure on you to watch it. <laughs> hmm. I'm not yamming. No, dude. But like, I'm the same way because like, my mom will always be like, oh, you have to watch this show, or you have to watch X, Y thing. And I'm just like, okay. And that's like one way to make sure I don't watch it. <laughs> like, because mm. it's like a reverse psychology thing, man. It's like, don't you fucking tell me what to watch. I'll watch whatever the fuck hmm. I want. <laughs> well, I, I think there's a way to do it. I think like, uh, just like, uh, hey, man, uh, have you seen uh, Batman? I think you'd really enjoy it. And that's it. Yeah. You can't like push it too much. You just have you can't to be like, like, please watch it, watch it, because then they'll watch it with that in mind, and yeah. they know there's pressure, so they know that you really like it. So you're sort of like having to create this artificial, artificial like um, enjoyment of it, but you don't really enjoy it. Yeah. So it's all, all it's like double ruined. You have to like literally incept the idea in their mind. <laughs> you have to plant mm. the seed uh, subtly enough where they like have their own free will. And, like, go down that path on their own. But you just got to give them a little nudge and hope that they, like, pick up on it. What does it for me is um, watching a clip. A really cool clip. Because I'm not a person who really cares about visual spoilers. Like, um, if someone showed me the the Blaviken fight, that -hmm. doesn't really spoil anything. Yeah. Not the full fight. But if somebody showed me the Witcher uh, Blaviken fight, I was like, oh, my gosh. That's so fucking cool. Let me see what the rest of this series has to offer. Um, and it wouldn't it wouldn't ruin it for me to have seen it already. Yeah. So like um, something that's visually spectacular or like just tense or whatever, or just like enjoying a scene that yeah. isn't necessarily a spoiler will get me to watch the rest of the series. Totally. I've seen I've there's been a bunch of stuff like that that's um, sold me on different shows and different stuff. That's how I got into the expanse. Like I saw like a bunch of people kept talking about it online and like I saw a clip. Uh, I forget which one it was, but that looked really interesting, actually. And I was like, oh, shit, like this realistic ass weird space combat in the Expanse looks nothing like uh, I've ever seen before. Like, doesn't look like any Star Wars, Star Trek, Mass Effect. No, they uh, take all of it into effect. Yeah. Gravity, momentum. It's crazy because it doesn't look like here's these spaceships and they're shooting lasers at each other, like pretty <laughs> straightforward. It's like. They have to take into consideration the, like, momentum and, like, spin and, like, tilt axes and stuff. And you see, like, the machine gun, like, trail bullets. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, insane. Like, it's, like, I'm watching, like, a fucking, like, physics project. Like, just seeing, like, two spaceships, like, shoot at each other. It's bizarre. Um, but it's really, really cool. And that's what gives it its, like, unique um, unique flavor, so to speak. 
because um, he yeah. cares about science. I know. Go watch The Expanse. It's good. But then there's like supernatural, like alien stuff as well. Uh, but it's like a little. It's like not overdone. I feel like, and if anything, it's there to push the Jeez. characters into situations, and it's used. It's just used really well. Like I think it's used appropriately. It's a plot device. Like it's used to. Yeah, it, it is a plot device, but it's a plot device that puts our characters in interesting situations that lets us learn more about them, and overall, just it's a driver <laughs> that improves so many aspects of the show that I don't even care. So hmm. it's cool. Uh, That's do you right. have any verses you wanted to get, get to? I have just one. Just one. On this fine day, this is our stupid little. This is my stupid little segment where I <laughs> pit two people against each other. I should come up with a name for this. That isn't just, just versus battle versus. Right. That works. Um, this one has a bit of a theme, and it's more of a battle royale. Um, mm. <laughs> I'm not sure I listed all of them. But on this football field today, you will have Vin Diesel, the actor. Oh my god! Vanilla Vin Diesel. Did you change? Uh, did you change? Make this while we were talking? No, I had one, but it's not as good as this. Okay. Um, in my opinion, there's a more to do with this. Uh, Vin Diesel as Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riddick, Vin Diesel. Um, Final, uh, Final Fantasy. Um, uh, Fast and Furious Vin Diesel. Modern day Fast and Furious uh, Vin Diesel. Groot Vin Diesel, Witch Hunter Vin Diesel, and I'm missing one, I know it. Oh, Iron Giant. <laughs> is he the Iron Giant? Yeah, that's his voice. Oh, I had no idea. Huh. Okay. So you, that's a lot. <laughs> so so you've got two right people on. who are in VO, VO equipment. That would be the Iron Giant and Groot. <laughs> and they pour in. And they're in whatever state of mind that he was back in, what, 1998 when Iron Giant came out? Yeah. And then 2013 with Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so probably less insane. Um, let's talk about family. He wasn't there yet. That was, that was the, that's the, uh, the Bronze Age uh, Vin Diesel. Um, but yeah. What do you think about that? Is, okay, well, if, if the other, if the VO people mm. are mm. like in sound booths and are just mm. regular Vin Diesel are um are like Riddick Vin Diesel and the last witch hunter Vin Diesel those actual characters or are they just Vin yes. Diesel in a costume Vin Diesel <laughs> which which is better <laughs> well basically does he have the superpowers or not well the superpowers for Riddick are just like hearing i guess or yeah, just echolocation like, yeah and then the last witch hunter is just like and he's got those two he knives has some magic those or something cool, I, sick knives i never saw the witch movie witch hunter I'm just imagining just like a poor man's witcher. Basically. It's honestly... Basically a sword. Yeah. Um, And a torch. And then final uh, Fast and Furious Vin Diesel is in a Dodge Charger. It seems a little unfair to me then that the Iron Giant and Groot can't be Iron Giant and Groot. We could do two. Who do you think survives? Well, first off, uh, I think uh, regular Vin Diesel dies, Groot dies, and Iron Giant dies. And yeah. then it's down to Riddick, Those are the Witch easy. Hunter, and Vin Diesel in a Camaro or whatever. <laughs> I think is Michelle Rodriguez in this in the passenger seat. Is no. Paul Walker in the back seat? No, no assist trophies. <laughs> okay, assist uh, trophies. Um, the Charger is an immediate advantage, but I think Riddick. Yes, it is. 
and the witch hunter are strong enough and fast enough on their own to like to maneuver get out of the way and like disable Mm. it somehow you're forgetting that uh the superhuman nature of vin diesel in his car how he basically drives a transformer even if the car is like disabled i feel like he would somehow find a way to turn the engine into the gun (laughs) oh my god um Well, I think, uh, like, I'm imagining Vin Diesel is flooring it towards them after Groot, uh, Vin Diesel, and uh, regular Vin Diesel and Iron Giant Vin Diesel are dispatched with ease by Riddick and Witch Hunter. Um, he floors it towards uh, Riddick, uh, and uh, he Riddick jumps up on the car and then starts clawing, clawing his way towards the window to peel him out of the car. And then uh, Witch Hunter dives on as well, and s- soon after that, it's a tussle on the ground between... <laughs> it's just a real rough house of Riddick's. And uh, Riddick is on top, and then Witch Hunter somewhere in the middle, and then uh, Fast and Furious Vin Diesel is talking about his... He's he's more family now than he's ever been before because he's looking at two versions of himself try to kill him. No. It's just this most conflicting family moment in his entire life. And then, I don't know, John Cena lands with a pile driver and kills them all. I... Hmm. I think we're underestimating the pacifier Vin Diesel that's not even in this conversation. Oh my god. He's the final final Vin Diesel. Yeah, he's he's, he's the final in? Vin Diesel that emerges. <laughs> and the camera pans and you see both um uh a guy in, with diapers in his hands and like like a like it's a sad look on his face and he's he's got dog tags and then also to the right of him is a coffin with an American flag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's there. It doesn't really do anything for the fight, but it has to be there. <laughs> um, God, okay. Uh, I think Fast and Furious Vin Diesel is basically indestructible. He is hit with... Yeah, like, honestly. In this trailer alone, he gets hit with a flying, smashed car, and it he blocks it with his fucking elbow. Hmm. Um, you think... This is like a, an aside question, but like, do you think... The Fast and Furious, like, franchise is, like, in on its own joke. No. Like, do you think it gets how ridiculous it is? And, like, it's Not just kind all. of, like... In- like I think this one like... might be approaching that, but I don't think it's self-aware. The, they know their audience, and they're making movies for them. Hmm. I think they're a little self-aware. I think they have to be. There's no way. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to say. Um... But I would agree with your assessment that I think Fast and Furious Vin Diesel is pretty indestructible under those Even movie's with rules. The Navy SEAL skills that Pacifier Vin Diesel brings to this fight. Yeah. The Vin Diesel from uh, Fast and Furious is just unbreakably indestructible yeah. and superhumanly fast and strong. Yeah. For no reason. We're saying this with a no irony. He is completely unkillable in those series. Yeah. That series. <clears throat> he basically, so I think I'm going to give it to him. I'm gonna give it to him. Um, we did get a versus. In Somehow he email. drops a tr- uh, train of trucks of armored carriers onto <laughs> them that he didn't even have. Yeah, the same ar- ar- armor carriers from Deadpool too, because they fucking ran them from the same prop department. <laughs> the juggernaut shows him. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a versus from our email uh, from Thomas. Uh, the actual Christian Devil versus a nine-year-old Jesse Eisenberg, who I assume isn't a murderous container of dark energy yet. <laughs> the actual Christian devil. <laughs> so Lucifer. Yes. Oh my God. 
I'm not even sure. This is going to be like Devil Man. They're going to be like fighting in the heavens. You know how like um, in Middle Earth Shadow of War, you like Mm. grab the little orcs and like suck their fucking life force and like yell Mm. at them? (laughs) You corrupt them? It's like, yeah, it's like, you serve the bright lord or something like that. I feel like Jesse Eisenberg would do that to like the devil. (laughs) No, it would be like uh, the moment in um, Avatar when Aang is being... uh, being corrupted by Ozai when he's trying to strip him of his bending in the final episode. Yeah. And he's like, all the pieces of light are being covered with the red. And then finally, Jesse Eisenberg's true power emerges and the devil is obliterated in the last moment by sheer force of will. Or if he wanted to, the devil could easily just throw a pitchfork at him and kill him. Uh, but what if Jesse Eisenberg... But if this is a battle of the of the wills... What if Jesse Eisenberg Jesse like, Eisenberg's it, pure like rage. Captain America in, in uh, Infinity oh War? <laughs> And he steps out of the shadows. And then Jesse Eisenberg in a bird costume flies and kicks a a league of Jesse Eisenbergs from. Oh my god! They could open the portals. Yeah, like the magic Jesse Eisenberg from Now You See Me could open the portals like Doctor Strange, and they all pour through. And the social network one is leading the charge, but also mostly killing other versions of himself. He's like he's part of the fight, but he he can't. There's still that there can only be one mentality in his yeah. head, so he's just he's just throwing bows with one of the other Jesse Eisenbergs, and all the Black Panther like Wakandan army comes out, but it's all Jesse oh Eisenberg God. and it's like all Jesse Wakandan Eisenberg. And it's terrible. They're all just sa- they're all just shouting, Ibambe, Ibambe, <laughs> and like the, the whitest uh, possible Facebook forever. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew uh, Garfield shows up and is immediately murdered. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, covers, is that covers that much better than I had originally intended. <laughs> that. Thank you for that one. That was great. Um, Keep them coming. This one's from Grace. Uh, she wanted. This is not a verses. This is a normal. Oh. You know. I recently watched cool. the, fan, the movie Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I wanted to know if you guys have seen it as well. If so, what do you think of it? I have not seen it. I think it looks really charming, and I would probably really enjoy it, but I, I did, have not seen it. I did see it in theaters, and I enjoyed it. I have not seen it since then, so I don't know what my updated opinion of it is. But pretty is good. It, it's a Wes Anderson movie, so you know it's... Yeah, you know, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's stuff. very Wes Anderson looking. Yeah, it's all good. Um, also, what did you all think of the new Clone Wars trailer? Uh, it looks fucking incredible, Sick. and it's going to make me cry. Ahsoka is going to cut so many fucking people's dicks off. Oh, she, yeah, is, dude. She, has, she has become the loosest unit known to Jedi... The thing is, I just finished reading, um, well, I was listening to an audiobook of the Ahsoka novel that came out like a year ago, and mm. in it, there's a bunch of flashback scenes to moments like during the Clone Wars, and mm. one of them in particular is her fighting Darth Maul on Mandalore, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this didn't happen. Like, I watched the whole show, like, this isn't in the show, um, no, but they're not. fucking show- doing it in the show now uh which is gonna be incredible that's uh, got a lot of themes to it two fallen yeah. apprentices and for know. different reasons it's really cool one and it also the book also detailed killed. like like because that scene happens during order 66 and ahsoka's with rex and stuff and like it's this whole thing um so it was really interesting to read about in the book and i'm like i swear to god this was not in the show 
No, um, so I'm really glad they're doing it now, and I'm super excited to see where it goes, especially because it seems like they're going to go like concurrently with uh, Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith, which is very cool. I'm very excited hmm. to see what happens. I feel like but. there's a lot of retroactive love for the prequels based on all the hate for the new stuff. I think there's it's a lot because of like looking back fondly. It's mostly because the people that grew up with the prequels as their first Star Wars movies are now old enough to like they're all grown up, they're on the internet, they're shaping the discourse just as much as everyone else. Um and yeah, so the the cultural perception of those movies has shifted because there's an entire generation with nostalgia for that that era of Star Wars. And, like, that is our era, technically. Like, I, I saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters as a kid. And I fucking loved those movies. And I didn't understand why anyone hated them. Uh, and then I rewatched them as an adult. And I was like, yep, it's not that good. <laughs> but in every moment with Adme, Padme, Padme, Padme and Anakin is terrible. It's yeah. Awful. But I will say the Clone Wars, like, aesthetic. The clones versus droids and, like, all that. Uh, mm-hmm. The world building, the lore. It's all top notch. So Geonosis cool. is so fucking so sick. Good. I love also the space battle above Force Sounds really cool. Yeah, this is per this is this is a hot take for me, but I think the original trilogy aesthetic is kind of ugly and kind of boring. It's very hokey. Yeah, and dorky. The um, thing is, I don't, get, I don't get hokey or dorky like. from it. I just get kind of lame. It's all black, all dour, and then like the rebels. They don't wear like a discernible uniform. They just wear like oh, the rebels clothes. look so fucking stupid. I never want to play as the rebels. Yeah, when I play me the neither. Games. Me neither, man. And like that's why I'm mad that the sequel trilogy copied like a similar aesthetic of like, okay, here's this, like, here's the like the stormtroopers. Um, they look, they look really. Admittedly, the first order armor I think looks really cool and is like awesome, but the resistance. Just looks like the rebels. They're just look wearing regular fucking clothes, and it looks lame as fuck. Like, come on, wear some fucking like battle it, armor or something. It's like it's like um an old lawnmower that your dad keeps in the shed. Is that that's the aesthetic? That's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's With it. a bunch like, of orange jumpsuits. Like, oh god, that one episode of um uh the Mandalorian where they board that New Republic prison ship. And they run into mm. uh, Matt Lanter playing the the New Republic communications like, officer. officer or whatever. Yeah, it looks so fucking dorky. He dorky. does. Yeah. Why do they wear those big hats? It doesn't. It doesn't serve any purpose. For some reason, I like it. I like the big stupid hat when it's the uh, 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 Death Star gunners. Those like black just droidish helmets those are pretty sick for yeah, me i don't know why good. but uh it for the other ones it just looks like you're wearing half an egg on your head <laughs> yeah like when i see like the human face with it it's like this is doesn't make any sense it looks like a fucking bicyclist <laughs> with goggles and like yeah. spandex uh absolutely um oh, this is an email we already read okay uh that's about it do you have any Remaining thoughts before I shout out the Patreon patrons. Vin Diesel's a hero. He really is. Um, before we go, do you want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon patrons who make this show possible, make it a reality? Um, so shout out to uh, Abram, 
Alyssa, Brianna, Chelsea, David, Dick, Aaron, Everso Joe, Javiando, Jesse, Joshua, Kane, Rebecca, Sydney, Tara, and Yeska. Thank you. You guys are the fucking best. Uh, thank you again for listening, guys. And I am going to see you all again eventually. But the next episode will be recorded from my new apartment, which is very exciting. Ooh. Good shit. Little oh, but it's burned down up. mysteriously. Yeah, be a shame if With something a, happened to a it. A trail of Coke cans leading away. <laughs> See you again next week or not, or eventually. Bye bye.